0: This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from a Bible training center, Nigeria. Healing course in level two, which is about how to minister healing to the sick. But this one, Christ the healer, just establishing the basics of divine healing. And then we said that the most... uh, Uh, the greatest problem sick people usually have when it comes to healing is that they are not sure that their healing is God's will so we started off by establishing the fact that healing is always God's will for the sick and we gave a number of reasons for this we said number one because it is in his redemptive plan healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan Jesus died not only for our sins but also for our sicknesses we said number two healing is always God's will for the sick Because sickness and disease come from the devil. We said number three, healing is always God's will for the sick. Because God not only provided healing under the old covenant, he has also provided healing under the new covenant. We said number four, healing is always God's will for the sick. Because Jesus is the will of God in action. And Jesus always healed the sick. Never turned anybody back. Never turned anybody down. And he came to do the father's will. And he always healed. And he came as a revelation of God. He was God manifest in the flesh, so we know both his words and his actions said in an undeniable, inalienable, irrevocable way that it's always His will for the sick to be healed, Amen. Then we said number five, from the standpoint of the father heart of God, He's a father, a good father, a gracious father who wants us well. Then we said number six. Healing is always God's will for the sick because it is the children's bread. It is the children's bread. Then number seven, from the standpoint of the promises of God. The promises of God. Then I began to tell us about Brother Higgin. And that's where we left off. You know, you were enjoying the story so much. You didn't mind that the break had started. Everybody was like, yeah, tell us more. Well, let me end the story. So... The Lord said to him, it's all in the book. So he knew what book that would be, the Bible. So he had them get his grandmother, Drake's of this Bible. They propped it up in front of him. And then he started reading. He saw one place said Old Testament, the other place said New Testament. He reasoned like this, if there's a new, it must have taken the place of the old. Of course, we ought to read the old. But since the doctor said he could be dead any moment, he said he thinks it would be wise for him to start in the new. Which he did. And that was good sense for, for, for a 16-year-old. Well, Started from Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Eventually he got to Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore I say unto you. What things soever ye desire. When ye pray. Believe that ye receive them. And ye shall have them. He said as soon as he read that. He knew. If that verse means what it says. I'm coming off this bed. Because it says what things soever ye desire. Look healing is the burning desire of my heart. That's what he said. So this is telling me I can get the desires of my heart. Look if this means what it says i'm getting off this bed he said he read that verse just once and he couldn't forget it It just branded itself to his heart to his spirit but you know the devil is a mean fellow you know that he's wicked as in he's wicked as in he's wicked 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 he's our enemy he's not our friend god is our friend he said as soon as he saw that he said then there came this other voice from the outside you know anything that is doubt and discouragement is not God, it's the devil. There came this other voice from the outside that said, well, what things ever ye desire doesn't mean what things ever ye desire physically like healing or what things ever you desire materially. It only means what things ever ye desire spiritually. See, imagine the devil forming spirituality. <laughs> healing has been done away with. That's what the devil said to him. He said, and the little gleam of light he had was about to be put out. He said, when all of a sudden you know thank god for the holy ghost he lives in our spirit he said the lord said to him through his spirit on the inside said did you notice that the woman with the issue of blood it says her faith made her whole the woman with the issue of blood in mark five he said wow i didn't notice that i didn't notice that so he decided to turn now because he was totally paralyzed from the waist down partially paralyzed from the waist up sometimes it would take him like 10 20 40 minutes just to turn a page just to move something, just to get his hand, you know? So it took him a while to go from Mark 11, get to Mark 5. Sure enough, Mark 5, 25 to 34, says, and a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? his disciples said thou seest the multitude of tongue in thee, and says thou touched me and he looked round about to see her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and behold of thy plague he said as soon as he read that verse 34 he said wow I never saw that I never saw that it says our faith made her whole it says our faith made her whole you see he was Southern Baptist, went to a Southern Baptist church. His church taught that healing is not for today. Now, there are Baptists today that believe in divine healing. But his own church at that time taught that healing is not for today. Miracles are not for today. When the last apostle died, those things ceased, you know. So that was all he had heard. That was all he had heard. He read it. Her faith made a hole. He said, yeah, that's true. It says her faith made a whole. Then he said, the Lord asked him. Have you ever heard anybody say faith has been done away with? And he waited and thought a little bit. Hmm. They've told me healing is done away with. They told me miracles are done away with. But they never told me faith is done away with. They responded, he said, yeah, I've never heard that. And then the Lord told him, and you never will. Because if faith has been done away with, then there are no Christians. And there is no church. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Ephesians to is not it, isn't it? takes faith to get saved nobody d- doubts that salvation is for today if salvation is for today and it's by faith that we get saved then faith is for today that was it Say so that's true that's true I've never heard them say faith has done away with lord said that you never will because if faith hasn't done away with there are no christians and there's no church amen for by grace are ye saved through faith and that none of yourselves the gift of god so faith is for today and if our faith made our whole the lord said to him your faith can make you whole See, that was all the light he had. He didn't know there was healing and redemption. He didn't know that sickness is from the devil. He later found out those other things. But the light he had was that her faith made her whole. And if her faith made her whole, anybody's faith can make them whole. So faith makes whole. Same faith that got you saved to get you healed. Amen. That was it. Well, later, he decided to run references on faith and healing. And when he did, he came to James 5, 14 and 15. James 5, 14 and 15. The Bible says there is any sick among you. Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. It says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Well, that's the way King James puts it. shall be forgiven him. Amen. As soon as he read that, his eyes and his attention were riveted on the elders and the oil. And then he said, oh God... If I need to get some elders to anoint me with oil and pray for me, I may just as well go ahead now and die. Because I don't know anybody that believes in healing. See, when he found divine healing in the world, he thought he had found something nobody on earth knew about. And was ready to hold on to it all the same. He said, I don't know any elder who can anoint me with oil. You see, he thought that all the prayer promises, all of God's word about faith, about healing hinged on that. That he had to get the elders. That he had to anoint you with oil. His attention was on the elders and the oil. Oh, you know, thank God for the teacher, the Holy Ghost, who lives in the the born-again spirit. The Lord said to him, Sir, did you notice it says the prayer of faith shall save the sick? He said, no, I didn't see that. Sure enough, verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord said to him, it's not the elders that save the sick. It's not the oil that saves the sick. It's the prayer of faith that saves the sick. The prayer of faith will walk with or without the elders. The prayer of faith will walk with or without the oil. And you can pray that prayer of faith just as much as anybody else can. See, that was the light he had. So from the standpoint of the promises of God, because God has promised to grant us whatever we ask in prayer, believing, because faith makes whole. Just on that alone, it can be healed. It can be healed just on that. See, Matthew 21, says, And all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Now, it's healing something. It is. It is. Mark 9, 23. Now, the context of Mark 9, 23, there was a man who had a son that, you know, had some, used to have like Caesars. You know, the, the devil would throw him in the demon that afflicted the boy, would throw him in the fire, throw him in the water. And then he came to Jesus, said, if you can do anything, have compassion on me, help me. And then Jesus said, and I like the way NIV puts it, verses 22 and 23, if I can. No, it's not a matter of if I can. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So it's not a matter of what I can do. It's a matter of what you can believe for. Do you see that? So Jesus uttered Mark nine twenty-three: If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth he uttered that in the context of healing didn't he yeah it was in the context of healing all things are possible to him that believeth and then the man exercised the faith he had his son got delivered so the context of all things was healing right so if all things are possible to him that believeth and healing is part of all things then matthew 21 22, that says and all things Whatever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Healing is also part of the all things. Do we see that? John 16, 23 and 24. Jesus said, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. The day of the new covenant, you won't pray to me. Said, Verily, verily I say unto you, whatever ye shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it you. Ether to up till now have ye asked nothing in my name. Well, they didn't need to use his name. Even if they used it, it hadn't obtained the fullness of the power in it. It obtained that after his death, burial, and resurrection. So the day Jesus was talking about was the day of the new covenant. Amen. He said to, up till now, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Question. Can your joy be full when your body is racking with pain? Can your joy be full when there's a death sentence in front of you and you're waiting to die? And doctor says you could be dead any moment. Can your joy be full? When you've got an incredible condition that takes half your salary every month, can your joy be full when you're looking for money to pay medical bills? You see, God wants our joy full. When you are healed, your joy is full. Amen. Remember in Acts 3, that lame man by the gate, beautiful, he was walking and leaping and praising God. His joy was full when he was healed. Yes. So healing is part of the things we can ask for. John 15, 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. What we will, will include healing, right? Amen. First John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatever we ask, we know, we know, we know that we know that we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. You see, the word of God is the will of God. And it's the will of God that we have everything that Jesus purchased and provided for us, including healing. So healing is God's will for you. Praise God. Healing is God's will for you. I have about six more minutes. Let's say this together. Healing is God's will for me. Healing is God's will for me. Point to your neighbor. Say healing is God's will for you. you. Point to yourself. Say healing is God's will for me. Say it again. Healing is God's will for me. Say it again. God wants me well. 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 It is his will that I live a long life without sickness Without disease, Without disease and at a good old age, good old age if Jesus is, is coming, that I just fall asleep in Jesus. Asleep in Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. When F.F. F. Bosworth was 80 some odd years old, you know, T.L. Osborne came to visit him. F.F. Bosworth came to visit him. He's the author of the classic, Christ the Healer. When, when Brother Osborne came to his bedroom, he said, Brother Osborne, Brother Osborne, this is the greatest day of my life. I'm going home today. Whoa! See, that's how to die. Then he sent for a doctor so they can examine him and have it on record that it wasn't sickness that killed him. That's how to die. E.W. Kenyon, he was 80 plus, told his wife, who was considerably younger, and his daughter, he said, I'm going home today said, I'm going home at 10 o'clock. They thought, don't you know you're home? 10 o'clock, he sat on a rocking chair and he said, well, Jesus is here to get me, bye-bye. And he took off. See, that's how to die. When Smith Wigglesworth was 72 years old, he asked God for 15 more years. He got 15 more years to the week. He died at age 87, age 87, without sickness, without disease. So one examined him, saw his body, said, this is a perfect specimen of manhood without sickness. Kenneth e. Hagin, he said it. He said, well, he's going to live to his 87th year. And then in his book, Understanding the Anointing, he talked about how he's going to die. He talked about how Kenyon died. He said, I believe I'll go the same way. He went the same way. Last camp meeting, he preached. Told everybody how, you know, God had prospered him. God had blessed him. How he went for a medical checkup. How the doctor said, look, when God healed your heart, he did some extra job man said look i wish i had a heart as strong as yours at your age your heart is stronger than mine it was just a young man how he had a clean bill of health he did he did his last message in camp meeting before he preached it he read in peter what he preached on was redeemed from poverty sickness and spiritual death that was his last message in camp meeting saturday night you know, before he preached, he said, well, before I preach tonight, I thought I ought to read something to you guys. And then he went to Second Peter, where Peter said, the Lord has showed me I must surely put up my tabernacle. And I want you to be in remembrance of these things after my disease. Yeah. Told his daughter-in-law, two years before that, he said, I'm ready to go. The outward man is perishing. I'm ready to go. Without sickness, without disease. In his 87th year, like he had said he would. Because he said, he said he would. That the last time he and the Lord talked about it, he talked about 87. So when he reaches that age, if he's satisfied, he will go. If he's not satisfied, he will keep living. Obviously, he got satisfied and he went home. See, that's how to die. Not die. Don't die of sickness. Don't die of disease. God wants you well. 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 It's his will that we live our lives out without sickness, without disease. Listen to me. See, the doctor is fighting the same devil. The preacher is fighting. The doctor is using natural methods. The preacher is using spiritual methods. If you need medical help, get it. Don't feel condemned about it. Proverbs eighteen nine in the Amplified Bible it says, "He that doesn't use his endeavors to heal himself is partner to him that commits suicide." So don't commit suicide. Are you listening to me? If you need help, get it. But I don't mind telling you that there's such a thing as divine healing. That's God's best. There's divine health. That's God's best. And God wants us to walk in it. I decided long ago that when we get to heaven, nobody is going to come and say, Look, there was this that was in redemption that I enjoyed, that they enjoyed and I didn't enjoy. Every single thing Jesus died for, I will experience. I will walk in it. And I know that's your determination too. Apply your heart to God's word. God wants you well. God wants you well. God wants you well. God wants you well. How many of you are happy when in the middle of the night your child just gets so sick and your child is hurting? You know, do you feel good about that? Oh, do you give it, you do Thanksgiving over that? Oh, I just want you to know that I'm so happy. My children are sick. Oh, they are getting worse. Do you do that? Go look for a psychiatrist to examine you if you do. Listen, God is a good God, and he wants you well. Amen. Settle that in your heart. Settle that in your spirit. Settle it on the inside of you once and for all. You see, those scriptures that I mentioned, well, for the sake of time, so we could, we have just 12 hours for the course. I had us read some. I quoted quite a number of them. Please, mark them in your Bible. Go back to them and read them. Go through those scriptures again. Meditate on them. Now, if you need healing for your body, especially, Do that. And then let me tell you something. On Tuesday, the last hour on Tuesday, I'm going to lay hands on the sick. Are you listening to me? And then I will tell you this. June the 1st of 1992 was a Monday, about 1130 in the morning. The Lord Jesus appeared to me, walked into my bedroom, and then he beckoned on me. He said, let us go up at once. We're caught up before God's throne. And then he had me to kneel down. I knelt. He laid his right hand on my head. And then he said to me, he said, I've called you specially and anointed you specially to do what I've called you to do. Then he said, I want you to go in the strength of that call. Now, among other things, he was talking about a tangible anointing of healing power. Now, talk more about that tomorrow. Amen. Now, is that the only way to be healed? No, it's not. Actually, you don't need a hand laid on you. You can just act on God's word. He sends his word and heal them and deliver them from their destructions. Proverbs 4, 20-22. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Set for their life unto those that find them. And their health to all their flesh. So God's word works. Just acting on the word of God. But you see, because different people are at different levels of spiritual growth and development. God has provided different means. Whereby people can receive healing. We'll get into that tomorrow. Now, one of those means is through the laying on of hands. Now, If you need healing for your body and you want hands laid on you, I want you to do something and I want you to start doing it tonight. This is what I want you to do. I want you to start saying this. On Tuesday night, hands will be laid on me. The power of God will come on me and I will be healed. Start saying that. Go home saying it. Wake up saying it. Every time you remember, say it. Every time you think about the condition, say it. Well, on Tuesday night, hands will be laid on me and I'll receive my healing. I'm coming. I'm going to that uh class that taster class in Rhema in Abuja and on Tuesday night when they lay hands on the sick I'll come out hands will be laid on me and I'll be healed. I want you to start saying that. Why am I telling you that that's what the woman with the issue of blood did. It says for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole look if you will do this I'll guarantee you you will be healed. Amen. Just say that. Now you don't have to do that. You don't have to have hands laid on you. There are other methods of receiving healing. You can act on the word of God for yourself, but in case you want hands laid on you, I encourage you to do that. So have a nice night's rest. We'll meet again tomorrow. When you're coming, bring someone with you. Good night. This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from a Bible training center, Nigeria.